everyone! Welcome to the Solving Climate Change podcast. Up now, we have a new special edition, the Forms of Climate Activism segment. Say, you know climate change is an issue, and you want to help fight it, but how? Here, we're going to explore the different forms of climate activism and climate advocacy and their effectiveness through interviews with people already involved in the climate action process, including an environmental science teacher, an activist parent, and a youth activist. The goal is to find a climate advocacy solution that works best for you so we can make a difference together. First, about your host. My name is Allie Chandler, and I'm a sophomore in high school. I'm involved in a couple of different forms of climate activism. Firstly, the North Carolina Climate Action Team, a chapter of United States Youth Climate Strike, which focuses on school strikes and big citywide rallies. I'm a state creative director, so I work with social media and networking, along with designing the website and creating state graphics. I also help organize youth rallies and citywide strikes, working specifically to try and get more involvement and participation from different schools. For the September 20th strike, I organized and implemented the Mother Earth Project at school, where we designed and decorated a parachute and then had people sign and put their handprints on it so they could be symbolically represented at the strike because there were only a couple of us that could get excused absences. I'm also starting a zero-hour rally chapter aimed at getting more students involved in climate activism and expanding networking and school support and also looping in policy alternatives for students in our area. So clearly, I'm pretty involved in climate activism, but it took quite a lot for me to get there. I spent hours sifting through sketchy websites to add my name and email to every major climate group in the area. However, it took months for most organizations to get back to me, and some never did. For me, persistence and keeping myself open to possibilities put me on the right track. Now, we're going to hear from Mrs. Malloy, the advanced environmental science teacher at my high school. And so, what has influenced your perspectives on climate change? I think... Um... There are a lot of things, but I grew up on Staten Island, New York, which when I was growing up had the largest landfill in the world. It was one of the things you could, man-made things you could see from space. Um, it, that and the oil refineries in northern New Jersey were the things that just made me crazy um, growing up, so I really felt there had to be serious change. Um, and that's what motivated me so um, I went to when I went to go to college I looked for environmental science programs but that was 1976 and there were four in the United States now there is not I'll say that there shouldn't be but there probably is one a college or a university in the United States that does not have some environmental program and big universities all the major schools have environmental threads Do you think uh, people around you share your perspective on climate change? (laughs) Well, it really depends. Um, Here, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much the students who take my class, yes, they do. Um, Pretty much my family, not so much. Um, I'm the youngest of five kids, and I'm the youngest by a long shot. So only my brother, who's closest in age to me and myself, actually believe humans have impacted it. Now, my other siblings, um, they don't believe humans have impacted it, but they also don't believe in waste. 
So they recycle and, and they are not using ridiculous amounts of resources. So there is, we have a commonality there, but as to what human impact could be, no, we, we don't share the same. How effective do you think youth acti climate activism has been? Um, actually, I think it's made um, really great strides over maybe the last two years. Um, there's a parallel for me right now in historical sense between the 1960s and now where um, people are perceiving a real problem and looking for change. Now in the 1960s, um, environmental change kind of came on the wave of um, civil rights change. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I think it's similar in that it's environmental justice sort of pushing people to look at um, the globe as a single community. Um, and I think without youth activism, nothing happens. So I think it's super important. Do you think that there's a more effective form of youth activism, like having dialogues or like striking? Do you think one's more effective than the other? No, I think you need as many different things mm -hmm. as you can do because it has to come from people's passions. So if people want to demonstrate, they should demonstrate. If people want to reach out to um, you know, the government, they should do that in a meaningful way. But if you don't do it in multiple ways, you don't hold attention. And the whole idea of activism is to grab attention in a way in which people can listen, and that comes in a, a huge variety of forms. I mean, if you look at the civil rights movement, there were lots of different approaches. Um, and because of that, more people were drawn in. And I think that also has to happen here. Mm -hmm. So do you think there's a, there should be a bigger end goal than just trying to spreading awareness? Do you think there's a good way to sure. change people's minds? Um, I, I actually think the, the overall goal should be use less, mm -hmm. regardless of what it is. Like, use less water, use less land. Mm -hmm. you, if you can actually get people to think on a scale where wealth is not having the biggest house, but having um, the most complete house that's the most efficient, then more people can achieve what would be considered wealth. Um, economics really does factor into this because part of the environmental justice is that if you have less capital to, to spend on how you're living, um, you tend to live in a less environmentally friendly way because it's cheaper. And when that's the only way you can live, that is the way you live. So it's very important that people get a chance to understand that less really is more and you can have very nice, a very nice living using less resources. Because most resources on Earth are not renewable, they're fixed. And um, we tend to mess with them pretty good. And do you think that um, it's important to kind of try to change like politicians' minds on climate change and stuff like that? Um, honestly, I don't think you change politicians' minds. I think you elect people who have that mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, people who are in office were elected by people who wanted them to think that way. And if you want a change, you have to elect somebody different. And the only way to do that is where um, activism, youth activism, turns into youth voting. Um, traditionally, 18 to 25 year olds are the least apt to vote because they're engaged in other parts of their lives. Um, but that's the place where you make the biggest difference, is by voting in or out um, people 
that either agree with where you think the world should go or disagree with the world should go. Um, right now, people probably my age or older have that control, and I don't think they should. You're that was welcome. all my questions. Here's the biggest takeaway from this interview. Climate activism is all about your own comfort level and where you think you can go. Maybe you're not willing to get arrested, but you are willing to ask for a couple of hours off of work or fill out an absence request form at school to go to a statewide climate rally. Your climate activism will probably look different from other people's climate activism, and every part is important. Up next is an interview with my dad who I dragged with me to the September climate strike and cares so much about climate change that he spent years convincing my mom to let him install solar panels on our roof, but says he, quote, doesn't really like striking. So firstly, what did you think of the climate strike that we went to? It was um, the first strike I've ever been to. It was uh, certainly an interesting uh, event. It was good to see the number of people that actually attended. Did you think it was effective? In what way? <laughs> like, do you think it helped raise awareness for climate change? I, I do. I think it was. You know, it certainly helped raise awareness. You know, with the uh, um, just seeing the number of people that actually attended. You know, and were engaged and interested in understanding the messages. Yes, I think it was effective. So overall, do you think climate activism has been effective or successful? I do. I think that it's become um, much more the you know, the topic of climate change and, and uh, you know, uh, and um, the 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 topic of just you know, what is happening in our environment and how that's affecting people you know, has become much more mainstream. So in that aspect, I think it has been very effective. Okay. And what do you think the best form of climate activism is? Is it like striking, dialogues, bringing speakers, or something else? I think it's dialogue. Um, I think that the way, the way to, um, you know, the, the way to have an effective movement is not to, um, you know, be combative. You, it's to you be able to spread the knowledge. You and the understanding. You and the best way to do that is to sit down with somebody. You and have a dialogue and listen to them. Listen to their views. You um, and you not necessarily try to convince them one way or the other, but just to you expose them to. Um, you know, some of the information that they may not realize. Do you think a public setting would work better for that? Or, like, if it's better to do it in private? Or? I think it's much more effective in private than public. You know, I, think, you know, um, you know, I think in a public setting, most people tend to very quickly get polarized. You know, and they're either on one side or the other, and then they're just shouting at each other. I don't see that as, although I don't see that as being very effective. Although it may provide quite a bit of um, exposure in media, you know, which is important, you know, to make sure there's exposure. But it's not going to change anybody's mind. Okay. 
you think that the fact that most climate activists are young and many are below voting age helps or hurts the movement? No, I, I think it. I think it helps the movement. You know, I I, I do because you. Know, I think seeing the passion of the younger generation, you know, uh, really into you know, indicate how important it is to um, to do something about this. You know, I, I think that is is very positive, and the ability for those you know, for the for the younger generation to um, you know, to sit down with. You, you with friends, family, peers, you, uh, um, you, uh, neighbors, and uh, again provide that you know, education and exposure will have, I think, a pretty big impact. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that because most people are young, would that like help affect you know politicians' mind? Do you say that it has a positive impact, but the because people are below voting age, do you think politicians care more or less about it? Uh, yeah, I, I can't, I really can't tell you what, how politicians are going to look at this, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, you know, politicians largely look at what is going to um, impact their ability <laughs> to get reelected. You know, but if you have the younger generation all you aligned in indicating how important you you this climate crisis is you and that younger generation are all tied to you voting aged you friends family etc and they are you um, influencing their views because of the importance of it then yes it'll effectively have an impact on politicians awesome and so if you could run it, how would you change the climate activism movement? <clears throat> um, I think I would, you know, I would try to set up, um, you know, one, you know, do more education, you know, within you know, all of the younger act- activists, you know, and um, you know, have them help spread it throughout, you know, their schools and their peers, you. Know, and then set up, um, you know, on an ongoing basis, you, um, you one-on-one, one-on-two, you, you dialogue about the importance of you know, uh, of this movement, and you know, again understanding what you know, their you know, their older family members, you know, um, you know, what you know, their you know, views are, you know, why they have those views. In a lot of cases, it may be that you know, the older generation just isn't even thinking about it because it's, it hasn't been important until recently. You know, I mean, it's always been important, but it hasn't been in the mainstream media until, you know, until recently. So I think that would be the best way to, um, you know, to be more effective. So do you think that just talking to a climate change denier could change their minds? Uh, it depends on how you approach it. You know, I don't think, I think if you have the dialogue in an empathetic way, you know, and you're not just shouting at each other on you know, what the, you know, what your view is versus what their view is, but you're, you're honestly listening to their points, trying to understand them, you know, and you know, not necessarily combating them, but just sh- you know, sharing you know, 
you know, your honest view, that will go a lot farther than you know, um, getting in a public setting, you 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 arguing, you know, having people on either side just shouting each, at each other. I just don't see that as really effectively changing anybody's mind. Yeah. So you mentioned previously that you don't particularly like striking. Have you changed your mind? No. I I, I haven't. You know, um, I personally am am not the in the type of individual that would want to go out and and you lead or be part of a strike, right? Um, because I don't, you know, although it raises awareness, and I think it's important to raise awareness, you know, um, I, I don't think that is the most effective way you know, of changing somebody else's mind, right? You know, I, I think the most effective way to do that is is to, you know, um, you have that, you know, that, mindful dialogue. Do you think it could be damaging to relationships if you have a, a dialogue with someone that maybe has different viewpoints than you and there and there are someone that's maybe close to you? Do you think that could um, harm like the the way that you interact with them later on? I, I, I don't. Um, because, you know, there's nothing wrong with having different opinions, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having different views. You know, it's, it's actually you know, that diversity you know, that you know, um, makes us stronger and more effective. You know, um, so I, I think by doing that, you, you end up um, you not only providing you know, some, having some interesting conversations, right? You know, with uh, with the individuals and talking about the different viewpoints, you may get something out of it, along with them getting something out of it. And so I think that's uh, not you. Know, I, I think anybody that has <clears throat> you know, any type of relationship at all, um, you know, and really cares for you know, the you know, the individuals, um, you know, would would not change. You know, the relationship would. To me, only grow you know, by understanding you know, the the different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And so, lastly, what do you think is the best way to move forward and to actually address climate change? We'll start specifically with people that aren't in power. Would you say that it's good for them just to talk to people around them, like as you studied previously with dialogue, or what? Yes, you know, I, I think the the best way to move forward you know, would you know, be to um, set set you know, uh, near-term goals you know, and small goals of you know, you know, trying to meet with a different person <clears throat> you know, um, you know, you, um, you know, every couple of days or whatever and sit down, spend you know, you know, half an hour you know, having a, just an interesting dialogue on the topic. Right? And uh, you know, the, the more people that you're able to have that discussion with you know, in a in a uh, a mindful manner you know, I think the more likely you'll be able to uh, have an impact mm-hmm. and so what do you think the best way is to move forward and address climate change for people that are in power do you think there are certain policy solutions that they should look at addressing well I certainly think there are a number of policy you know, Issues that should be brought up and addressed, and and uh, but I, I think the way you 
you influence that is by having the the biggest impact across the population. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Here's the biggest takeaway from this interview. In climate activism, you should start with yourself and the people around you before moving on to trying to create big actions. Start small because that is where you could have the most immediate impact with your friends, family, and acquaintances. And use that experience to help you build onto the climate movement. You may not agree with my dad's assumptions about striking versus dialogues. However, you should always start with yourself. Up next is an interview with Kate the state lead for the North Carolina Climate Action Team that I'm a part of, who also co-founded the North Carolina Statewide School Strikes. So what got you into the climate movement? Um, I mean, I first saw Greenwich Greenberg uh, speak at the World Economics Forum back in probably like early February. Um, and I researched the school strike for climate movement a lot more, and I found a local activist um, Haven Coleman's page, and I started realizing the kind of full extent of the climate crisis um, and like what it was going to be doing, and how it this is kind of the grand culmination of almost the crises of our time, and then started trying to organize the March 15th strike. Nice. Do you feel like people have been supportive of what we, what you've been trying to do? It's been really surprising, kind of like how it, that shit's grown. Um, and it's super awesome to be able to work with um, a team of people, especially locally, like a lot of different organizations. Um, and that's been really nice to have, especially like that support early on um, locally from a lot of organizations, and that it's kind of grown from like five people striking to like 500, 1200, so yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, uh, changing subject a little bit, do you think that the fact that most climate activists are young and many are below voting age helps or hurts the movement? I think that we kind of have a different perspective because we're kind of thinking this as coming at this as the last that's kind of fighting for our own future as having not created this problem, but being the first generation to actually feel the effects of it. And I think that that kind of comes at it with a whole new sense of empowerment and creativity. And we're kind of looking at things from different angles. And I think that the school strike for climate movement really took off because kids just kind of said enough and that we had to, um, about it and I think that also with kids and teenagers people that are younger especially we're able to look at these problems and see them as a lot like less far off and more abstract and kind of like they're here now um, it's been able to kind of hit us focused mostly on like climate on the school strikes and climate strikes but do you think that there are other forms of climate activism that are just as effective or do you think that's the most effective form of climate activism i think that i mean the entire climate movement right now 
a lot of different groups, and I think that like political action and like lobbying and doing all the kind of behind the scenes work is definitely as or maybe even like more effective than um, just straight up striking because you kind of need the two together, and I think it's just a balance of both. But I think what the climate strike movement has really done well is kind of humanizing and putting a face to the climate crisis and to the whole climate action movement it's also been able to get everyday people in and it's really brought it to the mainstream um and it's kind of just kind of awesome and do you think that uh people around you share the same perspectives that you have on like climate change and how much of an issue it is i think that it's definitely shifting i can see people kind of coming to the forefront of green but i think that it's definitely not just kind of in everyday life because climate crisis to a lot of people is still just these like numbers and science but I think that it and not really like it's for a lot of people it's still a very abstract concept it's not something that's like concrete like it's the coronavirus something that's a crisis that's happening now it's something that's just kind of like far off um but I think that with this project movement with all these people as a witness Wow, this is really a climate activism success story. The biggest takeaway from this is that you should find the people that also support climate activism and get with them to try to build the movement together. Because chances are, there are many people in your area that also support and care about climate change and want to start their own activism. So let's finish up with an action plan for people that want to get involved in the climate movement but just don't know how. There's something for everyone to do to help no matter where they are. The limit is the time and effort you're willing to put into it. First, change your own habits. Figure out what you do that isn't environmentally friendly and find some small lifestyle changes. Challenge yourself to do better. Second, start having conversations. Figure out who around you cares about climate change and who doesn't. Ask your friends and family what they think the best direction forward is. Third, find a support group or other people that are also passionate about climate change. This may be the people that have already formed a climate action group in your area, take the time to do some Googling, or it may just be friends, family, and acquaintances that are interested in enjoying joining climate activism with you. Fourth, Find the form of climate activism or direction that works for you, or try a mix of all of them. Some advice, start small and then expand your activism. Think of some of these examples. First, education, speakers or presentations on the impact of climate change. Second, strikes, help organize school meetings or even citywide rallies to demonstrate support for climate change. Third, Host public town halls or dialogues on climate change solutions. You don't have to have all the answers. And fourth, policy. Take direct action to your government officials. Write letters, call them, or even camp out in front of the city government buildings. See the Fridays for Future campaign. That's about it. Thanks for listening, and please send me an email at allie underscore chandler at carryacademy.org. If you have any more ideas for climate activism or simply want more information about the groups out there, I look forward to meeting you on your climate journey. Mm-hmm.